I want to share a word with you today that I feel particularly is of value for this time. And uh, the title of the message is, What is the Time? What is the time? Or what time it is? What time is it? I don't know. You know, you know I'm Afrikaans, so I don't know. Who laat is that? In German, wie spät ist es? What time is it? What is the time? I think that's one of the very important questions of life that we have to be able to answer consistently, what is the time? I don't know how many of you can remember when your children were littler, perhaps. They would come around a certain time of the evening, and they would come to you as a parent, and they'll say, what is the time? And then you'd say to them, time to go to bed. And they would roll their eyes and get frustrated and stomp off. Because they asked you a question about a certain type of time and you answered them with a different type of time. They are, wanted to know from you what is the Kronos time? What is the, and we've spoken a bit before about Kronos and Kairos, what is the sequential time? They wanted an answer that said it is seven o'clock. They wanted a Kronos time answer and you gave them a moment answer, a Kairos time answer answer. You said to them, it is time to go to bed. You evaluated the time not by the chronology, but by the event. If I put up a picture for you, if the guys can put up this picture, and I ask you, when was this picture taken? There's two ways you can answer that question. How many of you know when that picture was taken? Okay, so can you tell me what, if you answer the question from a Kronos perspective, when was that picture taken? 27 April, 1994. Is there anybody here that perhaps you were in that queue? <laughs> it felt like some of us were, you know, I can remember. We all remember that day so well. In, in Kronos time, in sequential date and time, calendar time, the time that marches on, it, it doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do, time marches on. In Kronos time, to the way to describe that is to say it was the 27th of April, 1994. But if you want to use a Kairos description of time, how would you describe that day? What would you say that day was? When was that picture taken? On somebody will say, Freedom Day. Somebody will say, on the time of democracy. Somebody will say, the time of change. The time of hope. Whatever, that's a descriptor of time, but it's a descriptor that talks about the event, the moment, the season. You see, all across the world that day, in every country, in every town, in every village, at some point during that day, it was the 27th of April, 1994. Because that's how Kronos time works. But it is only in South Africa that that was the day we voted. And it was a Kairos moment in our nation. If we want to live well as people, we have to learn how to live in both times. Kronos time and Kairos time. But particularly, I think, as believers, we have to have the ability to understand time in its sequential movement, but also to understand time in the significant events that it holds and the possibilities within that. I'm going to take you to a, a scripture where Jesus got frustrated with the people that he was associating with and sort of mixing with the, the, the general population of his day. 
He got frustrated with them because he felt they, they, they were very good at understanding the Kronos time, but they completely missed the Kairos time. They were good at understanding, and there's a time where Jesus speaks to the Pharisees, and he says, you're so good at saying, the sky is red, tomorrow it's going to rain. Or, you know, they, they can read the sequential developments of times, but they get it so wrong to understand what are the key moments that are supposed to happen. And in Matthew 11, verse 17, he, he uses this example. He says, we played wedding songs, and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs, and you didn't mourn. He said, and, uh, through, the, through the music, and, uh, a time was announced. A time was proclaimed that it was the time to celebrate. But you didn't want to dance. You didn't respond appropriately to the moment. Or, a, or a, a moment of mourning was announced. A moment of mourning was declared through the music, but you didn't want to respond to that either. You didn't understand the time. You didn't know what time it was. And Jesus is saying to he, the people through this, he's saying, you are having a problem at understanding what time it is. What time it is. I mean, if you go to a wedding and you cry, but you're not the bride or the groom or parents of the bride or the groom, and you're crying, somebody may doubt the relationship that you have with either the bride or the groom. Because it's not appropriate in that moment. What time is it? I want to ask you in, in your life, what time is it? Are you discerning the time and responding appropriately? I find it fascinating here that Jesus uses music to describe time. Because I think music is one of those great things that God has given us that forms this fantastic bridge between Kairos time and Kronos time. It's often in music that we get transported from Kronos time into Kairos time. Have you ever been in a time where you're just listening to music and enjoying music and it's like you start losing track of time? Have you ever experienced that? Perhaps even when we're together in worship and, and through the music comes and the, what the music does is it, it has this fantastic ability to start loosening us from the rhythm of the clock and it lets us, transports us into a place where we start feeling some different rhythms. And in worship, perhaps we're starting to feel the rhythm of God. I mean, I've had fantastic times in worship where, where you go, wow, I thought that was 10 minutes and it's an hour. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but if you tell me right now to lift up my hands and, and just stand here and hold up my hands, unless it's a survivor and there's a million rand at stake, I'm going to do this for about 30 seconds, and I'm going to go, ah, no, that's it. How many of you have stood in worship and held your hands up for like minutes on end, and you weren't even aware? Because it's amazing how time can change, how time can shift. Have you ever experienced moments where you lose track of time, where you come home and you say, oh, I'm so sorry I'm late, I lost track of time. It's often because you were really enjoying and engrossed in what you were doing. You were so fully engaged with what you were doing that the, the, the rhythm of the clock became quieter and the rhythm that was required in that moment started dictating what you were doing. Or sometimes we say, time stood still. Time stood still. Or we say things like, before I knew it, 
And, and we all experience how time morphs and changes. Now, chronological time doesn't change. No matter what I'm going through, we're not going to leave, and we have a fantastic time of worship in the service, and we feel like it was five minutes, but it was 55. When you step out, it's 55 minutes later. Chronological, chronology, <clears throat> that time, chronological time doesn't change. That felt like way too long. But, but Kairos time has a different rhythm and beat to it. And Jesus is saying, can you read my rhythm? Can you read my clock? What time is it? I so appreciate our teams in our gatherings, whether it's here on a Sunday morning or in our reverb service. We, we all pray together this morning before we all go into our different spaces or C4G or tonight in the evening service that has this opportunity. And, and it's a lot of people that have to work together to manage the time that we have in a service. We, we generally start our service at 9.30 and well done for you that are here at 9.30. I know we people have public transport and all of that stuff, but you know, when we start at 9.30, it's to say, Lord, we want to be ready for the time that you want us to have with you. So our service directors, for instance, and I so appreciate them and the worship leaders, they have to work together, and, and we have a schedule I can show you this morning that has times allocated to it. Just to be a guide for us, because like this morning, we've got lots of things that need to happen in a service. And the service director's responsibility is to manage the chronos time to say we've got so much time and we need to get all of this done and the kairos time to say we need all this to be done but we want to discern what God's time is. What time does God say it is? Because our program can say on a Sunday at 10 past 5 it's time for the offering. But perhaps God says it's time for something else. Now we cannot let go of the Kronos time. But our teams work well together. And like a Sunday, like last Sunday, if you were here, it was a fantastic Sunday where time just disappeared in a sense. Not for the service director. They become the person that feels the pressure and, and pray for them. Pray for them because they are very aware of everybody's needs and, and, and some people get impatient and some people get lost and, you know, it just, and, and, and they know all the things that's got to get done. That's our processes during the week. But then God comes. And we believe the better prepared we are in the Kronos time, the easier it is for us to switch when the Kairos happens. Can I ask you just to appreciate our teams that work so hard to do this. Just give them a round of applause. And and sometimes they make it look so easy that everybody thinks it just happens by itself. But let me tell you. But I'm telling you this because you're in the same position. You may not be a service director or a worship leader here on a Sunday, but can I tell you, you directing the possibilities of the kingdom of God in your home. You're the worship director in your office, in your gym, in your street. You have the potential to be that person that can answer the question, what time is it for your family? What time is it that can understand the chronos times and the, and the, and the rhythms that we have to work in in this world, but can also say, but God is saying it's the time. 
and can bring those things together. You are uniquely positioned by God in spaces to be the one that facilitates the timing of God to be released. Perhaps you're working in an environment where there's a lot of corruption that you're dealing with. Perhaps the time has been in your, in your company, in your business, or in your department that you work at where there's been corruption that's been rife. And there was a time where everybody just seemed to just break the rules and just help themselves. And it can feel like it's, the, it's appropriate. I, I have a friend of mine who, who works for a company that had a contract with the government department and, and they were negotiating one day through things and when he got to his car, there was 100,000 rand in cash on his seat. And they were trying to say to him, if you just do this, we'll, we'll make sure you get. And he had to discern what time does God say it is. And he, had to, and, and he, and he came and he said, man, <laughs> that was a moment. Because it not just, it's, it's easy to say no to the money perhaps, but all the other consequences that comes with it. And, and whatever it is, you may be in different situations. Perhaps in your family, you, you're in a time where there's particular struggles and you can get so caught up that we forget to say, God, what time is it? What time is it, Lord? What are you saying? As a nation, what time does God say it is? Or do we just read the newspapers and just read and listen to the news and listen to our favorite commentators and to our people that we believe and that we think has the right Ability to tell us what time it is. Or do we say, Lord, what time is it? What time is it? Ephesians 5, Paul writes to the Ephesians. And in verse 16, in the context of discussions about how to spread the gospel, he makes this comment, and most of the translations translate it like the NIV. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. He says to the church, you have to learn how to make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. F.F. Bruce in his commentary says that the better way to translate that, the properly the, the correct way to translate that scripture is, is the way the Weymouth translation puts it. Buy up your opportunities for these are evil times. Buy up your opportunities. The original word in the Greek there is a word that we translate as redeem sometimes. Exagorazzo, which it's, it's a u word used to describe when a ransom is paid. Do you know when a ransom is asked for? Is when, when I take somebody captive, and let's say I, I, I take somebody's child captive, and I hold that person, and I demand a payment, and if somebody gives me that payment, I will release that child. That's the context of this Greek word. It's a term used for ransom. It's an economic term. The way they applied it in their day, one of the ways they used it was when somebody went to the market, and particularly where slaves were being traded and sold, and where somebody went to the market and bought a slave and then set that slave free. They redeemed that person. They bought that person from slavery into freedom. They bought out that moment. The word means to redeem means to get something free from what has captured it. That's where the ransom idea comes from. So Paul is literally saying to the Ephesians here, he's saying, you and I as believers must redeem the time. We must buy out time. 
Now, I, I mean, I could have as much money as I want to. I cannot buy time. Airtime, perhaps, but not time. I mean, it doesn't, time beats the same for the rich or the poor, doesn't it? How do I buy out time? It's when I take my time, my, Cairo, my Kronos time, the time I share in common with every other person. It's when I take that time and I say, Lord, what do you want to do with this time? If I surrender my time to the Lord and I say, Lord, what do you want to do with this time? And then the Lord starts the telling me what the season is, what time it is. When I start discerning from a different place. You see, our time is captured, is held in captivity. We need to buy it. We need to ransom it out. Our time is held in captivity by Kronos time sometimes. Sometimes we're such slaves of just the ticking of time. Uh, one of our children has a particular challenge with this. If we're visiting with people, he'll come and say to us, what time are we leaving? And if you say at seven, then you can know for a fact that at seven o'clock he's going to be standing next to you and going like this. You said we're leaving at seven. It's one minute past. And at that point, you better know he stops talking to the people we're visiting because we're not supposed to be there anymore. Because Kronos time says seven o'clock we're leaving. So we've learned how to learn to teach him that we are South Africans. <laughs> Leaving is a process. It is an event. It takes minimum and half an hour to leave. Because the best conversations happen at the car door. You know, with the husband strapped in already. And the car going bing, 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 bing. Isn't that when the best conversations happen? How many of you have actually invited people back into your house? <laughs> because we're leaving. And we've had to explain to him, I, I've had to say, learn to say to him now, our thought is that around about 7 o'clock we, th we think we're going to leave. But it can be anywhere around there. I'll tell you. I'll give you five. Can we make a deal? I'll give you five minutes heads up. He still comes at 7. I think it's more or less time now. And then we only got there at half past six. So we all interact with Kronos time a little differently. But sometimes we can be slaves of chronology. Now, I'm not saying chronology is not, is not good. We, we need it in our lives. And, and God works according to time, Kronos time also. But I think so often God describes time more by the Kairos than by the Kronos. Sometimes our time is held captive by our own agendas, by our own desires, our own dreams. Our own fears can hold our times captive. Perhaps sometimes other people's time, agendas and, and desires and hopes and fears hold me captive. But when I come to the Lord and I say, Lord, I give you my time, and I want you to do with it what you feel, what you say, I want to step into your agenda, I redeem that time. I buy it back from what has held it captive, and I give it to God, and then God is the only one that can take time and do with it more than what you could ever do. And that's what He invites us into. What is the time? What do you feel is the time right now? 
We can miss the time. I want to give you two quick examples of people that missed reading the time. When they were asked the question, what time is it, they got the wrong answer. One is a very well-known story in 2 Samuel 11 verse 1. It says, in the spring, at the time when the kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. At the time, the season, and that word in the Hebrew talks about an opportunity, a moment where it was understood that kings go off to war. David, for some other reason, said, it's not time to go to war. It's time to go to the rooftop and watch people bath. You know what I'm referring to. Even her name, Bath. Sheba. He got the time. He, he thought it's bath time. God said it's war time. We can get it wrong. And, and that became the low point of his life. He had to work very hard to redeem that time, to buy back that moment. And he never could quite buy back that moment because it was captured by the enemy. Another one was fantastic on Thursday night as we were praying in our term launch with the leaders and thank you for praying for us at those times. We had such a great time again of God's kairos just breaking through. And uh, Richie Skip as one of our young leaders came forward and he read the scripture and then I went, yes, thank you, Lord. In 2 Kings 13 verse 18, it tells the story of Elisha the prophet that went to the king of the day who was a guy by the name of Jehoash, king of Israel. I got the wrong translation here. You've got the right one. Then he said, now pick up the arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times. In verse 19, but the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. The king missed the time. He didn't read when, they, when, when the prophet, in a sense, asked him, what time is it? He thought, ach, it's the time to just shoot the arrow three times. And he said, you missed the moment. You missed the moment. How terrible it is when we miss the moment. So often in our lives, we have to spend years of Kronos time to buy the moment. I'm so thankful for people in this church that have been here for years and decades and that have invested Kronos time, sometimes through difficult seasons, but they have kept, they've kept on giving. People in this nation, you in your workplace, you in your family, keeping on, keeping on. When it feels like it's not the season where anything's happening, you're still investing your Kronos time. And what happens is when you continue to invest your Kronos time, there comes the moment of the Kairos that happens. So don't devaluate the time where it just feels like time is going past. It's just another day. It's just another one of those. It's no different. There's nothing happening. Sometimes you're paying the price. You're buying the time. It's the season of surrender. It's the season of saying, Lord, I am passionate for some things, but I'm putting that all before you. It's the time. It's the season where the, where the grapes get pressed. And the new wine is being formed. And if you're faithful in the time and the season of the Kronos, you will reap the Kairos. Or the kingdom will reap the Kairos. Because sometimes, the scripture talks a lot about it, we sow in Kronos and somebody else reaps in Kairos. That is okay. 
But let me tell you, every, every reaping, every harvest required somebody to sow a seed. Sometimes we're very fortunate. And we step in and we get the harvest because somebody else sowed the seed. But somebody discerned the season. Somebody discerned the timing. This king missed it. I don't want to miss it. But there's also fantastic times in the scripture where somebody redeemed the time, a moment. Where somebody discerned something going on. And again, Elisha is involved here. This familiar story, I'm not going to read the whole story, just the first verse of 2 Kings 4 verse 1. A certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophets cried out to Elijah saying, your servant, my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. She said, it is the time of loss. It is the time of mourning. It is the time of struggle. It is the time when the creditors are coming. It's the time of failure. It's the time of pain. And then the prophet comes. You see, and this is a fantastic prophetic thing is to say, but this is the time that God says. So he says to her, go and fetch all the Tupperware you can. Everybody that left their Tupperware at your house when they visited, get that stuff. And even the ones that's of yours that's at their house. And someone get theirs while you're at it. I mean, she's already in debt and he's telling her to go borrow more. He says it's not the time to end. It is not the time of loss. It is not the time of failure. It is the time of God's provision. But the prophet could see that. His faith and her obedience bought the time. And that's a key thing you and I have to understand. If we want to buy time, if we want to redeem time, the currency of time is obedience. Faith-filled obedience. Radical faith Filled obedience can change time in the kingdom. The second one, and worship team, will you guys please come and join me? It's time for you to come and join me on stage. <laughs> in Nehemiah, you know this fantastic story. I want to read you so that you pick up the tension, just a couple of the verses. Nehemiah 1, verse 1 to 4, and then I'm going to read another section. In late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, he does a great job of telling us the Kronos time, just giving us a reference point. I was at the fortress of Susa. Hanani, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well for those who returned to the, the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for, a day, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed for the God of heaven. Something broke through to Nehemiah in that moment where he moved from it was just this time, a regular moment, and he moved into a time where he said something is going on that needs to change. And he heard it. His heart was arrested in that moment. He couldn't just carry on with Kronos time. He couldn't just carry on with life as normal. He couldn't just carry on with his duties and just let one second pass by to the next. He said, something has to happen. And he started praying. He started crying. He started saying, Lord, is there more to this moment? What are you asking of me in this moment? Is there something going on here? I feel something must change. What are you asking of me, Lord? And he started surrendering his time, his space, 
And in Nehemiah 2, verse 1 to 3, we read, early in the following spring, this is a year later, for a year, he was asking, praying, giving Kronos time, investing Kronos time. What is it, Lord, that you want? In the months of Nisan, during the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was serving the king his wine. This was his job. Just a normal moment. I had never appeared before, before appeared sad in his presence. You know, it's the king you're serving. So the king asked me, why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me. You must be deeply troubled. You see, because his heart has been surrendering to God and he's been investing in this moment in his, in his chronos time and been seeking God, he recognized the moment. Something was different about this day. It was the first time that the king saw his sadness, that it broke through his heart, and he used this opportunity. Then I was terrified. He didn't go, yes, this is my moment. He realized, I'm taking a risk now. He was terrified. But I replied, long live the king. How can I not be sad for the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins and the gates have been destroyed by fire? For 152 years, up until that point, the gates and the walls of Jerusalem lay in ruins. For 70 years, people have been trying to rebuild the walls. But they couldn't do it because they didn't have the right support. It wasn't the time. But in that moment, in that day, through the king, God said, now's the time. And the king said, what do you need? And what laid waste for 152 years, what couldn't be rebuilt in 70 years, was rebuilt in 52 days. Because somebody understood what time it was. Somebody understood the season. I want to ask you this morning, what time is it? What is the time? What time is God saying to you, is it? Ephesians 5 verse 16, buy out the times because the days are evil. There are evil things about us trying to capture and hold the times and take the times captive. But God is saying to you and me, we are his time agents in this world that go into the world and buy back the time. The evil can come. The evil can come and say, it's the time to destroy, but God can send you to say, it is the time for deliverance. What is the time? I want to say to you, and Pam said it so well this morning, it is the time to be the peacemakers. Not to withdraw in silence. Not to become angry and step forward in violence. But to say, Lord, what are you saying? What is the time? What is the time? I believe God has said one of the ways that we've seen in our nation that the times have been evil is we've given it a name and we've called it capture. Capture. But we must remember that our battle is not against flesh and blood. And it's right that we have commissions and try and get to the bottom of this and understand. But do you know that we can deal with the time of capture but not with the spirit of capture? If we don't understand what time it is. I believe God is saying it is a time 
for the spirit that has captured this nation to be brought down. And all our agencies and people that are doing this, I pray for them because there's a clash happening in the spirit at the moment in our nation. There's a war going on for the soul and the, of our nation. And it's not a, a war about money. It's a war about God's plans and purposes, what God has declared. I pray for the people that are in that battlefront. I know in our community, in our church here, we have people that are in the front of that battle. I pray for you. But can we as the church say, now is the time for righteousness, justice, and equity. The world may say it's the time where the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. We say it's the time for God's justice to be established on earth. What time is it? I want you to stand with me. Is it the time to sow seed? Is it the time to harvest? Is it the time to sit still? Is it the time to act? Is it the time to be quiet or is it the time to speak? It's only God that knows. But I want to declare this morning, it is a time to get our hopes up. It is a time to get our hopes up. Not because of the things happening around us, but because of we are hearing the sound of heaven. We are hearing the Lord moving things about. The Lord is engaging things. So I want us this, this morning as we are finishing now, I want us to each really personalize this. And, and if I could, I want to stand in front of you and say to you, God is asking you, what time is it? And you need to translate that into your space, into your family, into your personal life, into your workspace, wherever you find yourself. You need to ask God, what time is it, Lord? And perhaps sometimes he'll tell you first, what time do you think it is? What time have you heard that it is? He'll tell you the lie, and then he'll tell you that's not what a time it is. What is the time? And it may be that today you start a process, and a year later you'll only be able to answer that question, but that's okay. We need to seek God's time. Because I believe Hatfield Christian Church and Hatfield Christian Church South together, we are in a moment that God has declared it is time. And we need to act appropriately. We need to hear the sound and respond to the sound of heaven. The sound that is released by the word of God. By the proclamation, the declarations that is coming from heaven. And reposition ourselves. If God says mourn, then we mourn. If God says dance, then we dance. Because we hear him. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time together today. According to my watch, it is now 11.04. It's time for the service to end. It's time for us to go home. Time to pick up our children. But we do want to stop for a moment and say, what time do you say it is, Lord? And we don't want to miss a Kairos moment. The possibility of a Kairos moment. So let's lift up our hands to the Lord right now. What time is it, Lord, we ask you? What time is it, Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name? What time is it, Lord? It's a time to respond to him. This we know. What do we know? What do you know that you know that you know? That doesn't change with the times or the seasons. That is the constant that holds everything together. Is that our father is the king of kings and the lord of lords. That he is a good God. And that his purposes will come to pass. 
We may not know the times and the seasons, but hasn't he said that I will do nothing unless I tell my beloved? Can we read his movements? Can we know what time it is? Yes, we can know. But only because we surrender to him. You may feel like you're not hearing him at this point in time. Just this is not the time to give up. This is the time to press in. This is not the time to withdraw. This is the time to step forward. This is not the time to be hopeless. This is the time to, give, to raise our hopes. This is not the time to say, it's done. It is the time to say, God is doing a new thing. 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 Lord, stir our hearts this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Not just for this space, but as we go, as we are scattered into our city, into our nation, into our neighborhoods, that we will go and be the people that carries the time of God. That we will carry your presence. We will carry your presence. We're going to continue to sing this song. I believe there's a, a passion, there's a, there's a stirring happening in the spirit, but I, I am aware of the Kronos time. And, and you're free to respond as you believe the Lord is saying to you. If you want to go, then please be free to go. Remember to visit our stalls. If you want to wait a little bit, you can just go there. Remember the sticker that you can put up. Remember Saturday evening engaging with our, 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 our missionaries. We're in a wonderful season and a wonderful time. This is the time to just make sure you have the right connection points to what God is doing in our midst so that He can do it through you wherever you go. May the Lord bless you. If you want prayer this morning, what a fantastic time to just come. It is time for God to do a new thing. If you trust in God, if you're saying, Lord, it's time, come, let us pray with you. Let us stand with you. Perhaps it's your time to say, Lord Jesus, enough is enough. I want to serve you. I want to give you my life. I want to be a, a, a son and a daughter of God. I want to come and be born again. And then come, let us pray with you. It's time. It's time in the Lord. May the Lord bless you. We love you so much. It's such a privilege to be part of this awesome community. May God bless you. Thank you, Chris. Go for it.